0: I give honor to him on today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. On today, I want to talk to you about the power of rejoicing. The power of rejoicing. The power of rejoicing. Our text is coming from Philippians 4 and 4. And the New King James Version says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord what? Always. always again I say rejoice. Since it's only just one verse, I want to read it in two other translations. The New Living Translation says, always be full of joy in the Lord. And then Paul says it again, again, I say it again, rejoice. Now, this is the version that I really like, the message version. The message version says, celebrate God every day. All day, every day. and he says, "I mean revel in him. Celebrate him all day, every day. Celebrate God all day, every day. No matter what's going on, celebrate God. what? All day. When? Just today. Did it say just today? Celebrate him every day. And then Psalms 124 and 18, and a lot of us quote it and we get up before we uh, 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 get ready to start praise and worship. I've heard it through the years and my being uh, 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 saved. It says, this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Y'all ever heard that before? Even got us song, this is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made I will enter I will enter his gate with thanksgiving in my heart I will enter his courts with praise And I will say this is the day that the Lord has made And I will rejoice for he has made me glad I just felt like singing that y'all This is the day Sometimes you just got to get up and say, this is the day may not be able to sing. But this is the day that the Lord has made it. I was doing some reading and I was reading a book and it said, I think it was Lester Summerall, said that Lester Summerall would get up in the morning and all he would do for 30 minutes when his feet first hit the floor, he would just say, this is the day that the Lord has made. He just started just singing. He would just walk around in his room for 30 minutes, just giving God praise, just lifting up his feet and saying, God, I thank you for being alive. God, I love you. He would just wake up with a spirit of rejoicing. And then after his 30 minutes, then he would go in and he would pray and he would read the word of God. For an hour. Because somebody said, how do you keep your joy? And that was the prescription that he gave on how he kept his joy. So this is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. What does rejoice mean? Rejoice means to own or to possess or to enjoy the possession of joy. Rejoice means to own or to possess or enjoy the possession of joy, to be full of joy. To be full of joy means that you own it, that you possess it. No matter what's going on around you, you possess joy down on the inside. And the word "re" means to do it again. To do it again. So rejoice means not just rejoice one time, not just two times, but continuously rejoice. I remember when... I was going through a health crisis in my life, had a lot of pain. I was back and forth to the hospital and some nights I'd go in there and I just knew that they would keep me overnight in the observation unit. Excruciating pain, didn't know what was going on. And Pastor Robert would be there and Pastor Robert is a jokester and so they would say, Rachel Payne on a scale from one to what? Ten. And mine was at a nine and a half. And so while I'm sitting there, Pastor Robert would crack a joke. I'm like, dude, this is not the time. I'm in pain. I'm, I'm not feeling well. I'm upset. But the more that he would joke and I would take my focus off of the pain and put it on the rejoicing, my mind not be focused on what I was feeling, but all of a sudden, the pain would seem to dissipate. The situation would seem to go away. What am I saying? Proverbs 17 and 22 says, a merry heart doeth good." good medicine, but a broken spirit dryeth the bones. A man's heart does good like a medicine. When your heart is full of joy, it's like medicine to your body. Proverbs 17 and 22, uh, a glad heart, in another translation, makes a healthy body. A glad heart makes a healthy body. I know for a fact that when you're stressed out, when you're when you're when you're overwhelmed, when your body is up under uh, 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 just uh, uh, insurmountable uh, part uh, full of tension, it, it affects every part of your body. Um, if you don't believe me, when you laugh and when you're full of joy, it releases endorphin inside of your body that creates healing. It releases a, a, a chemical in your body that will relieve pain. And how many of you know when you rejoice? in the Lord. You can take a pill. I had a terrible headache on yesterday and I got up and I I took some medicine and and it started burning my stomach. The medicine had side effects. But when we rejoice in the Lord, his medicine has no side effects. When we rejoice in the Lord, it has no side effects. So rejoice. In other words, continue to Remain in joy, continue to possess joy, continue to be full of joy. So let's look at the background of our text with Paul. Paul, he says, celebrate God all all day, every day. All day, every day. All day, every day. All day, every day. Philippians deals with four mindsets. The first mindset is as a single mind. A single mind. The second mindset is, is a submitted mind, meaning that no matter what's going on, I am my mind is submitted to you, God. My mind is submitted to giving God praise. My mind is submitted. You ever uh, uh, been with my mind is made up? <laughs> Ain't nothing you can do to change it. I don't care what you say. My mind, my mind is submitted and made. And then a simple mind. And then this is in the last uh, uh, chapter, a settled mind. My mind is settled that no matter what's going on, I'm going to give God praise. I'm going to rejoice in him. So you can say well, okay, Paul, you wrote this. Paul wrote in, in the book of Philippians, 16 times he talks about rejoice. Sixteen times he says rejoice. But Paul didn't have anything to rejoice about, really. When you look at what Paul was going through, first of all, let's take a look at uh, uh how the the church of Philippi got started. The church of Philippi got started. When Paul was in jail, Church of Philippi got started, Paul was literally preaching the gospel, him and Silas, over in the book of uh, 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 Acts, the 16th chapter. And they were like, this woman was like, you know, coming to him, she was uh, uh, demon-possessed, and she was like, look, you know, frustrating them. Adam, you know, they're servants of the most high God. They're, you know, they're this and they're that. And 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 Paul cast the demon out of the woman. He was about doing his father's business. And he cast the demon out of the woman because she was distracting the work that they were called to do. It wasn't that she was wrong, but she was distracting. And so she cast, they cast the devil out of the woman. And so the reason why they, when they cast the devil out of the woman... Her owners got mad because she no longer could bring them profit, and so what she did was, what they did was, they cast, they first of all they whipped and beat Paul and Silas, and then they put them in stocks and chains and threw him, threw them in jail. Okay? Just want to give you a little bit of a uh, 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 background. So here they are in jail for doing what God had called for them to do. Didn't do anything wrong. They were doing, they were about their father's business. They were about their father's business. And over in the Acts, the 16th chapter, it says at midnight, they began to rejoice. They got chains on. They were beaten. They were whipped. But they at midnight, when it's not quite day and it's not all the way not at midnight, It says that Paul and Silas began to rejoice. They began to say, God, I thank you. I'm in chains. I'm rejoicing. So rejoice. 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 And so all of the other prisoners around them are hearing them say, we rejoice in the Lord. I rejoice in the Lord, my strength. God, I give you praise. And at midnight, there was a shaking that came because of their rejoicing. There was something that happened because of their rejoicing. And I don't want to get ahead of myself because that's going to be one of my points. Paul is in prison. Acts, the 16th chapter. And we all know the story that an earthquake came, the, sh- the, the 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 chains fell off, and all of the prisoners were free. And the guards was getting ready to kill himself because it was like, "Uh oh, wait a minute now." And Paul and them are saying, "No, no, 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 no! Don't, 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 don't commit suicide here. We're all here." And so Paul and Silas were set free. And so when we look at the book of Philippians, here it is, Paul again is in jail in this home. He's in jail two years later. He's in jail. And the reason why he's in jail is because he was preaching the gospel, because he was about his father's business he was about his father's business. So, so let's look at my first point. Here we see Paul is in jail again. And Paul is saying, "Celebrate God all day." Every day, he's writing a letter to the Philippians and the Philippians know they already know what he'd been through two years ago. And now they see him in jail again, and he's writing a letter to the Philippians, encouraging them, saying, look, no matter what's going on. Yes, I am in jail. And see, understand what happens uh, uh, in, in, in the Roman jail. It was like house arrest. Paul was on house arrest and the very elite, he could stay at home, he could have company, people could come and go, but yet he's saying, look, uh, uh, well, people could come and go, but he was chained to a guard every day that he was under arrest. And what I wanted to say for my first point is that rejoicing is not based on our circumstances. Rejoicing is not based on our circumstances. Circumstances change. Rejoicing is not based on whether we're happy or not. Because happiness, listen to, happiness, happiness, it, we, we, we're happy if something happens to us. When something happens, happiness is based upon something happening to us. Rejoicing is not based on whether our money is straight, whether everybody says things to us the right way, whether we've got all that we want. Paul had no reason to say, look, even though I'm injured, and understand in in this book of Philippians, Paul did not know whether he was going to be sentenced to death or whether he was going to be let go. But yet he could tell the Philippians, celebrate God all day, Every day, look. Don't be worried about me. I know what it is to be happy. I know what it is to have plenty. I know what it has to go without. I'm gonna celebrate God all day, every day. And the reason why Paul could say this is, is because look at that next part. It says, rejoice in not your circumstances, not your pocketbook, not other people, but rejoice in who in the Lord. Paul's anchor was in the Lord. It wasn't in what might happen because he knew whether he lived or whether he died. To die was gain for him. He was like, look, no matter what happens, I'm going to be before the master. No matter what goes on, God is on my side. No matter what happens, I know that I would have died doing what Christ called for me to do. So it wasn't based on his circumstances and his secret to rejoicing was because of his relationship with God. It was because his anchor was in God, was in the Lord. You can't take my life and you can't give me my life. God has the final say of what happens. So rejoicing is not based on our circumstances. Point number two, we have to choose and practice Rejoicing. Choose and practice rejoicing. I heard somebody say that we are trained to complain. We are trained to complain. Little babies, I don't like this. I don't want that. I don't, y'all know? We are trained from the time that we come out to complain. Well, I wouldn't do it like that. I don't like the way they did it. Amen. Y'all, y'all, y'all ever been? Come on. Am I the only one sometimes? I'm like, well, you know, I can do it better than that. No, you can't, cause you ain't them. We're trained to complain. We're trained to pick out negative. We're trained to be judgmental. And so we have to. Choose and practice rejoicing. I have to just stay off of, stay off of social media because people are using it now as a venue to rant. They're using it as a venue because they know that people are out there on social media. They know that the virtual is out there. So now they're using it to use it as a platform to say what they wouldn't really say in person. I'm just saying. So we have to remind ourselves consciously to make a conscious effort. You remember what I said? Have a a, a settled mind that I'm going to make a choice and I'm going to practice rejoicing. Paul was practicing rejoicing. He practiced rejoicing when he was in the jail. He practiced rejoicing when he was uh, at midnight. And he was telling the other prisoners, come on and practice this rejoicing with me because we're all going to get free. Paul and Silas practiced rejoicing. And so now it was a choice. Paul said, look, I'm locked up again for doing, God, what you told me to do. Paul didn't look at the negative. We're we're trained, and we we constantly, you know, Pastor Robert, um, I said something to him one day, and he was like, he said uh 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 he said well I'm not, I'm not trying to look at the negative. And that sparked something in me. I was like, "Yeah, you're right." And when he said it, it caused me it caused my perspective to change. And, and, and what we have to do, and I, and I I always would pray this prayer and still do, God, help me to see things through your eyes. That's what we were singing. Help me, to give me vision to see things like you do. When we begin to see things like he does, we, it doesn't matter what's going on because we can rejoice. Because God, uh, uh, rejoicing is what God wants us to do. Rejoicing is, 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 is God's pleasure for us. He doesn't want to be bogged down he doesn't want us to be strapped down with a whole lot of nonsense but he wants us to rejoice that's why he says rejoice in him and it's not our nature to rejoice we struggle sometimes rejoicing anybody like me sometimes I struggle rejoice I'm just keeping it real when I'm frustrated I struggle rejoicing sometimes Point number three, rejoicing is the bridge to our victory. Rejoicing is the bridge to our victory. What do I mean? You remember when I saw over in Acts, the 16th chapter, Paul and Silas were rejoicing. And then at midnight, because of their rejoicing, the angel came and shook the prison and the chains were loose and the prisoners got free. When we rejoice, it is a bread. God wants us to. It's in the meantime, God, I don't see it right now. I don't feel it right now. I don't understand what's going on. But God, I'm giving you the praise. And before you know it. You're walking straight sh- smack dab into victory. Um, on 64, they are building the high-rise bridge, and I thought about this when I thought about rejoicing is a bridge to victory. Victory does not come overnight, and they're 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 building the high-rise bridge, and it's not going to be done, and I think until 2022 or summer of 20. 20- but I'm watching how that bridge is going up. There's different things that are coming in to help to build that bridge. There's trucks and there's other people that are coming to help to build a bigger and a better bridge. What am I saying? It's that as we rejoice, there are people that God will bring alongside us to help us to get through what we're going through. There are situations and there are things that God is going to bring to to strengthen our character so that when we get to the end of the, the, the route, when we get the victory that God has promised us, we will know how to appreciate it. We will be tested. We will be tried. Other thing that I thought about is that you ever been to a furniture store? Furniture store again, the showroom looks good, everything looks looks nice. <laughs> and it's all it's designed to make you want to go in there and buy something. The lights are just the right way. They they go, literally go in and have an interior decorator go in and they're looking and they're and then you're walking through and a salesperson says you know uh, can I help you today and you're like yeah and they're pointing things out to you you don't see any imperfections in none of the furniture it's a showroom it's all set up and you're like yeah I want that one right there that one looks good and they say, okay, it'll be here on Tuesday. Pull around, or or, or are you gonna pick it up, first of all, or, or are you gonna have it delivered? If you say you're gonna pick it up, anybody ever went and picked up some furniture that they bought? When you go and you pick up the furniture, you don't go to the showroom and pick it up, you go to the receiving doors. And it don't look nothing like what was on the showroom. But yet you're rejoicing, saying, I'm going to go get my new couch. I'm going to go get my new recliner. I'm going to go get this. You're rejoicing all the way. And you go, and you pick it up, and it's it's damaged. The the bay doors are beat up. And it's like nothing but a big warehouse. Are you rejoicing then? (laughs) Sometimes you're like, whoa, I've been there before. Or, if they deliver it, it comes in pieces. They done broke it. And you're like, this ain't what I ordered? <laughs> you ain't rejoicing when they come in, in the door and it's all wrapped up and it's all broken down. And you're like, Lord, this ain't nothing like what I. But by the time that they get finished, by the time the person who knows what to do puts everything together, you are rejoicing. See, that's the problem with us. We are waiting for everything to get we are waiting for the perfect situation before we will hands and say, God, I'm going to rejoice all day. every day. <laughs> We're waiting for things to get right. So rejoicing is the bridge to don't wait till everything is right, but rejoice now. And then our last my, my last point is our rejoicing impacts others. Our rejoicing impacts others. When I looked at this and I looked at over in Acts, the 16th chapter, Paul and Silas weren't the only ones that got free. Paul and Silas were not the only ones that got free. But the prisoners became free as well. Paul saying, I rejoice will cause others to. It caused others to gain their freedom. When we rejoice, when we lift our hands again and again and say, God, I love you. God, I praise you. And people are literally seeing what you're going through, literally seeing what you're dealing with. And yet you're rejoicing. Yet you have a smile on your face. It is going to impact and free others. It's going to be like if they, uh, Sister Holly, when you text me yesterday, literally and told me that your aunt had passed. It was just like a a weight just boom. It just fell right down. I felt the emptiness like never before. But then I text Sister Holly this morning. Did I not? And I said, Sister Holly, I'm just thinking about you. Um, The next thing out of her mouth was, I had a moment. Thank you, Pastor Wendy. Then she asked me, how are you? I'm trying to encourage and, 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 and lift her up. And she says, How are you? Rejoicing in others. And then when she, she did that, I'm like, Ooh. I got enough, you know, just the weight and everything. I'm like, God, you know, I just thank you. I was playing Christmas music this morning, uh, uh, just having church in the house after I got Sister Holly's text and said, how will you rejoice? It was just something in that text that, I let, that let me know that yet she's going through. I'm yet rejoicing, Pastor Wendy. I'm yet giving God the praise. The jailer, think about it. The jailer stopped the other person from committing suicide. You don't know how much you rejoice in and giving God praise again and again and again. You do not know how that is impacting other people. You do not know what it's doing to someone else. And, and when you think of, when you look and do your study, read Philippians, the four, uh, 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 four chapters, only four chapters, Read Philippians, while Paul was in prison at home, every day he was chained to a guard. Every day he was chained to a guard. And the guard stood shifts. But guess what? Paul said, you going to be with me? You going to hear about Jesus. You're going to be tied to me? Guess what? You're going to see me writing this letter telling people to rejoice. You, your situation may be tied to you. That sting may be having a hold of you. But you know what? You hang around long enough, you're going to hear me say rejoice. You're going to be separate. Man, I'm going to tell you, I can understand the the, the, the guards fighting over. No, I'm. A, this is my shift. No, this is my shift. I got to go and hear what Paul said. They were literally every day All day, every day, listening to Paul rejoice and saying, I know a man. I know a God. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? You can you can literally see the prisoners walking away. And not only was it impacting the prisoners, but the prisoners, uh, 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 the, the guards had family members. So you know that they were going home and saying, look, I stood my shift today and let me share with you what I learned today. So even in chains, Paul was rejoicing all day, every day, still doing what God had called for him to do. He had a spirit of thanksgiving. So you don't know of anything to rejoice about. And I like what Psalms 124 and 18 says. This is the what? The day that the Lord has made. You did not make this day. Today, in a time of COVID, you didn't make this day. This is the day that the Lord has made this is the day God ordained this day he brought this day into existence he put you down in this day before you even knew it this is the day every day that we wake up every day that we're able to move every day that we open our eyes it is a day that God has given us and we ought to be able to give him praise We ought to be able to say, God, I thank you for another day. But sometimes we take for granted that we wake up in the morning. Sometimes we take it for granted that, oh, this is just another day. No, do not take life for granted. It's another day, God, that you you gave me another opportunity to get it right. It's another opportunity, God, that you gave me to walk out your purpose and your plan for my life. It's another day for me to strengthen my relationship with you. It's another day, God, for me to give you the praise and to love on you. It's another day, God, that I have. Hallelujah. My God. Y'all just don't know. We have to stop taking life for granted. Stop taking life for granted. You can just play softly, Brother Tranel. Our rejoicing is not in us. Deep down on the inside, the joy comes. You remember when I said? You're possessing joy on the inside. And you develop that joy through your relationship with God. Through getting close to him. It's not about. What we have, it's not about who's with us. I'm over that. Life is short. And as a woman of God, I stand here to tell you. Don't get caught up in the moment. Don't get caught up in life down here. Paul could say, I'm going to rejoice all day, every day, because God only that This is just temporary. Because I know when this life is over, it's just a blip in your eye. But I want to spend eternity with you, God. And I hear the Lord saying it's time to get up out of ourselves, strengthen our relationship with him, get closer to him. Get closer to him. Stay in a position of faith in his word, that which he's promised he is faithful to perform. Paul knew. He had a tightness with God. You remember Paul was the one that persecuted the Christians. He was the one that held the coat when Stephen was being stoned. He was the one. But now he's the one to saying, look, God, I love you so much that no matter what happens, I'm okay with it. Rejoice. The power of rejoicing. The power of rejoicing is going to set you free. The power of rejoicing is going to set your family members free. The power of rejoicing is going to cause you to have victory. God sees you rejoicing. He says, I see her faith. I see her faith. She's believing in spite of